0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the
2: wall. And it's a gunner. Welcome to Sports on a Sunday Morning. America's Sports
3: Voice, KMOX. Welcome to the show. Tom Ackerman with you. That's what we're here for, is to distract you from the things that happen out in the quote-unquote real world. We've had some very tough things happening this year, that's for sure, and... Our little show here is to just to make you smile and make you laugh a little bit. And uh, Cardinals fans never gets old sweeping at Wrigley Field, and that's exactly what they did last night. Swept the doubleheader, Brian Kelly. Very,
2: very nice. I was kind of disappointed though they didn't wear their home uniforms for the second game. So oh. they were the home. I mean, come on. You know we're going to carry this out. Let's <laughs> carry it out. But no, that was awesome, awesome, especially bouncing back after the tough performance the night before, when. Uh, they just Dervis was just amazing.
3: Yes, absolutely. And um, the Dervis, uh, Darvish, Darvish. Yeah, you Darvish, Darvish. you Darvish. <laughs> uh, Wayno is uh Wano is really something. And Mike Schult, the Cardinals manager, is coming up in eight minutes, and we'll talk to him about everything that happened last night and that is to happen tonight. They play Sunday night or tonight, six oh eight, yeah. right here on KMOX against the Cubs. Dakota Hudson against John Lester. It was supposed to be KK start, but KK. Uh, had to go to the ER for a kidney ailment. And we'll hear more about that from Mike Schilt and John Moselock on the way. John Moselock with us at 1130. Dan Deerorf at 1105 today. The Hall of Famer joined me in the Garage Happy Hour. We could have gone, you know, an hour and a half. We yeah, went about man. 40 minutes. We won't play all of it for you here, but it's just fun to hear his voice. You know, when I, I that's one of the first things I said to him, too, is just to hear your voice brings us back to what we're supposed to be doing this time of year watching mm-hmm. football, hanging out with friends, Labor Day weekend. And he should still be he's doing Michigan football still, right? He is and he was really down about that. You know, yeah. yesterday was w- would have been Michigan's opener and mm-hmm. he's the radio analyst for Michigan has been since 2014. And he was a little bummed out, but then we started laughing and telling some stories, and his mood perked up very quickly. Yeah, so it's good. it's good to talk to Dan Dierdorf. And speaking of Hall of Famers, St. Louis Media Hall of Famer, Radio Hall of Famer, Ron Jacober is going to drop in for a visit today at 1145.
2: One of the great guys. It was so honored to work with him closely here on uh, Total Information AM on Sunday mornings and went to Ireland with him and Lois, and uh, that was a, a trip I'll never forget. And so uh, it's going to be great to hear Ron
3: again. He's a good man. We have uh, Ron Jacober on the way. The Kentucky Derby did not go tis the law's way. It was authentic winning it. I thought it was a great Derby. I did bet on it. I had New York traffic was my horse. And so I had 15, 17, 18, James. I had a trifecta of New York traffic in any order, too. New York traffic, um, tis the law, and authentic. So at about the three-quarter mark... That's what was happening. 15, 17, 18 were running together. Yeah, Tom
2: was calling, getting ready to call in and say, I won't be in the work. I got tomorrow. a little excited.
3: Yeah. I got a little excited, and then 15 just dropped off, and New York traffic just dropped off. The 17 and 18 ended up uh, finishing together, 18, 17, in that order. It was uh, it was strange to see no fans mm-hmm. at Churchill Downs for sure, but once they got to racing, I got excited about it. And I thought about this yesterday. Because, uh, you know, sports are about, as much for me, the, I don't know about you, Brian, but as much about the competition itself, it's the anticipation leading up to the event. That's what I like, and that's what I felt yesterday. And I was down that there was no college football. I'm like, whoa, whoa wait, wait a minute. The Kentucky Derby's today. And mm-hmm. suddenly I'm like, you know, I'm going to start looking over the horses here and pour myself a cocktail. That's what I'm going to yeah. do. And it's, that's, that's the exciting part about sports for me, and that's, what we miss a lot, getting that back.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, and then the competition itself. I watched the race. I actually got out my headphones because I thought, I bet you could really hear some, you know, neat neat sounds while you're w- without the big crowd there. And boy, the thundering of those horses coming around the turn was just. Was awesome, and it was a beautiful sight. I mean, the you know the colors it's such a beautiful event. Have you ever been to, to uh, Churchill Downs? I have been to the Kentucky Derby. I, I have indeed. Yeah.
3: Yep, I uh, went. I did. I did not do the fancy like wear a seersucker and and <laughs> and everyone wears hats and all that uh-huh. stuff. I actually, as a college, gra- I think I believe this was my senior year, or maybe I had just graduated. Uh, we went to a senior year. We went, uh, I went to Indiana University, Louisville's only an hour and a half, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, and we went and partied in the infield, and I got to tell you, it's insane. I bet it is. Yeah. Absolutely insane. So it it was great, yeah. and I had a great time. It's an incredible sight. And so when I grew up, as a, when I was a kid, my grandma, um, Doris Whitten, Lived, uh, She grew up in the like Kentucky-Ohio border, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, and so when I was growing up, we would go to her house a lot of the time. She lived in Salem, Illinois, and we would watch the Derby at her house. And she would make mint juleps for oh, all the adults man. and the yeah. kids would be there. And that was how I grew up. So we grew up, the Kentucky Derby was a big deal oh, in our neat. family. And so I still... Every Derby day and yesterday was different because it's not May, but it still felt good mm-hmm. to, to have those you know feelings yeah. back
2: again. We toured there in a June a couple of years ago, and it wasn't even a race day. But just being there and walking down that tunnel that the horses come out, it's just awesome. If you ever get a chance to go, whether it's a race day or not, I highly recommend it. We were supposed to go this year, and we would have gone to some races, But because of COVID, our family reunion was canceled. But we will be doing that at some point. That's a neat place.
3: That's very good. Uh, Fairmount Park was closed yesterday. It's closed to spectators. Mm -hmm. That's usually where I physically bet on the Derby. Mm -hmm. So I went to their off track betting facility, their OTB facility in Sojay. And they did a really good job there. It was, you know, you had a line, you distance yourself in line, wear a mask, one in, one out. Well, not really, but, but, you know. They would let only a certain amount of people in. There was mm-hmm. maybe 10, 12 people in there at a time, distanced, in line, make your bet, wear your mask, out you go. And so I felt good about that. They, yeah. I just want a tip of the cap to Fairmount Park. They really do a nice job that, with yeah. that OTB facility. They actually have one in Alton. They have one in Springfield, too. So that's good. And, uh, you know, all is well. All about, is well. Uh, it just felt, it, uh, Derby Day just put me in a good mood.
2: Good. Good deal. How about, one of my favorite things about this weekend is we have uh, St. Louis and going to win a Stanley Cup. Uh,
3: very good. Wow. I love Pat Maroon. I really, really do. And, and the New York Islanders, good for them. Yeah. I'm very excited they about them. They a beautiful goal mm-hmm. last night. 27 years since they've been in the finals, but... Yeah. I'm pulling for Patty, man. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for the Lightning, and that's who I want. And you know, I'm I'm kind of bummed that Vancouver got knocked out. Dallas and Vegas don't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted I root for fan bases that haven't won yeah. or yeah. that have been frustrated for a long time. Mm-hmm. Dallas and Vegas, eh, I mean, Vegas is too new. Dallas has won. Yeah, that'd... I was pulling for Vancouver, not just because they beat the Blues, but I, that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. Over in the East, you know, I, I can I can do that. I mean, the Islanders. Fans are hungry for sure, and I totally get that. I'm just going to pull for Patty on this
2: one. Well, all all that the Islanders have been through that move to Brooklyn, which was a disaster, and now they're getting their new arena, which is awesome, and they can actually, you know, have have a nice home to play in to call their own. Uh, that's awesome. And so I'm I'm I, I know, and I love Tampa. We go to games there quite a bit, and the fan base there is awesome. It's a great place to go to a game. Great hockey town. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a kind of a coin flip for me on that one. In Vegas, I'll pull for them because uh, Stastny. I'd like to see him get a cut. Ah, that's
3: a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. We have St. Louis guys all over the place. I love it's it. Great. What a hockey town we uh, are. Heartland of hockey. Good show here, BK. We have Mike Schilt right around the corner. We appreciate it. You bet. Cardinals manager is next on KMOX.
2: The following is a special presentation of sports on a Sunday morning. Welcome to the Mike
3: Schilt Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back. Tom Ackerman with you, and joining us is the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and they did something last night that Cardinals fans absolutely love. They swept a doubleheader at Wrigley Field. How are you, Mike
1: Schilt? Good to talk to you. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Good to talk to you as well, sir.
3: Yes, sir. 608 for this is the game tonight on KMOX. A little Sunday night baseball for the Cardinals on KMOX as they take on the Cubs. Hudson against Leicester. Good pitching matchup there. And, uh, what a pitching matchup or uh, pitching performance yesterday by Adam Wainwright. He does it again. You know, when you and I talked a week ago here on this show, it was the day of Waino pitching on his birthday. He came through with an unbelievable performance. And yesterday should not be overlooked whatsoever. You had a bullpen game in Game 2, and Wayno takes that ball and goes 6. That was solid.
1: Super solid, yeah. I mean, um, the Sunday, you know, one of those special days. And uh, for Wayno, of course, Yachty was with him in his 2000th game. 30 39th birthday, um, set a um, fourth all-time and game started. Just, you know, complete game after a um, – Couple double headers, 12 inning game the day before, only getting uh, two outs out of our starter on the Friday night, you know, 15 to 3rd innings going into the game on Sunday. And um, basically said, jump on my back, boys. Um, I'm not only going to eat the innings, but I'm going to eat them well. And, you know, complete game gave us, uh, uh, got us a win. Um, and then yesterday, similar deal, you know, didn't get as much work out of our bullpen, you know, KK's. Um, Having some issues and going on the IL, so we had a bullpen game, game two, and he said, "All right, here we go." And um, got a six and six and a third, and in a seven inning game that was that was really big. Pitched well.
3: What a performance! Again, he's four and zero now with a two point six eight ERA. He goes six and a third, two runs allowed on six hits. Hap got him for a home run right away. Hap's a good player, uh, and then he just is able to to dial it in. He has one walk and six strikeouts. Going back to that other performance on Sunday, the, when he goes the distance, 122 pitches. So you were just talking about that. So you had, as we were doing the show, you had that on your phone uh, last week, that text from Wayno, and he started telling teammates, get on my back and don't worry about it. What does that do for a clubhouse? And he's done this now. Uh, maybe not that specifically, but he's been such a leader for them. How does he lift his teammates, Mike Shill.
1: He, he, um, he's got a strong will, strong mindset, a real dedication to the team and a, a, mental toughness and a physical talent. That's, um, that's, that's elite. And, um, that's what you get. Yeah. I got a text right after the game, you know, 12 innings. And, um, like I said, a lot of, you know, bullpen was great. Um, bullpen was great the day before gave us a chance and, you know, had a, had a tough one the day before at 12 inning contest, um, on Saturday. And again, I get in, check my phone and, and, um, he said, I got you, you know, don't even ask. I'm going to get, um, I got the ball and I, I got, uh, you know, I'm going to take care of business. And um, he had told Brian Eversger our bullpen coach, the day before, he said, Gertie, I got at least 120 of me tomorrow. <laughs> and um, he told Mad Dog, same thing. My manager, pitching coach, he said, 120 is a minimum. And, um, you know, he got it done in 122. And he hit on something in the beginning of that um, setup. question was um, no, no walks. Through strikes, he's efficient. You know, allowed him to do it, go deep in games. No walks in the in the game uh, last Sunday and, and one walk yesterday. Big difference in how he was able to go deep and be efficient.
3: He keeps himself so uh, fit during the off season, And this year, as important as any, you had to trust that your players were doing their thing at home. He was uh, posting recently videos of him standing out in the street and throwing like 160, I think, something like that, into a net, (laughs) strike after strike. And then, you know, game off when the cars would come. He just, he loves the game so much, and that's the thing. You know, in our business, in, in this business, in radio, you really do have to love what you do. It's hard work, but you have to love what you do each and every day. And in baseball, Mike, it's the same thing. You can work and you can talk about will and you can talk about strength and pushing forward. You really have to love it, don't you? You have to truly love, and that's where it all starts.
1: Yeah, the passion is always something. I think that's one of the most important things that people, you know, I was blessed to have early on, and specific Dueno Yachty are are tremendous examples of it. They love the game. They're just passionate about it. And when you love what you do, you work. You're, you're, you know, Working hard comes easier at it. The dedication comes easier at it. The will comes easier at it. The studying of the craft, um, you know, it's not, there's nothing, no, no work about it. You just enjoy it. And, um, you you know, therefore you just continue to pick up on things, continue to have that hunger um, to, to take that next step and, you know, continual improvement is what you seek. And, and, and and it's just impressive that, that these guys have been able to do that as long as they have um, with still that hunger and passion.
3: Ueno and Yachty made their 270th start together. 270 starts. That, if you're curious, is almost into the top five in baseball history. They are now tied for sixth all time in baseball history. Their next start together will put them in sixth by themselves. That's incredible for sure. Cardinals manager Mike Schilt is with us. His throwing partner in the offseason, that second offseason that you had, was KK. And Kwong Young Kim was supposed to start today, right? But uh, he went to the ER. What can you tell us about him? How is he feeling after
1: what appears to be a
3: kidney ailment, Mike?
1: Yeah, the good news is he's feeling much better. Um, Pain has been managed. He's um, feeling back to somewhat normal again. Clearly, he's got some hurdles to to jump over um, before he gets on the mound. Um, Yeah, just um, I was awoken uh, yesterday morning. Um, he was awoken in pretty severe pain, um, in his right abdomen. And initially, uh, we thought maybe it was appendicitis and then got him to the ER and, um, got it checked out. That was ruled out, but he did have, um, some clotting issues in his kidney, um, which is obviously nothing to, nothing to, to, um, to take lightly stayed in the hospital, got in the room, stayed there overnight, um two nights ago, um, was able to get checked out yesterday mid-afternoon, um, and basically, the, the, you know, he's gonna, some of the medically, I can't, you know, speak overly intelligently to, but effectively, he's got um, he's got some medication that's fairly strong um, that we have to make sure we monitor that he's gonna eventually be okay, it sounds like. Everybody's comfortable, confident about that. Um, he can start playing catch again, but he's really gonna be able to compromise what he can do physically for a little bit but um you know, i think keep his arm going and he can continue to feel positive and, and healthy which is the, the initial uh response has been positive for what he's been able to do to the medication and hopefully he can get back in pitch but more importantly just making sure he's okay physically just as um just from an overall health standpoint
3: I certainly care about him a lot and hope that everything is okay with Kwang Young Kim, who's had a very good season. So he was supposed to pitch today. Dakota Hudson was supposed to pitch game two of the doubleheader last night, but Dak will pitch tonight for you at Wrigley Field. So you went with a bullpen start last night and Austin Gomber just steps up five strikeouts for him in two and two thirds scoreless. What a nice uh, job he did followed by a number of them: Helsley, Cabrera, Gant, and Miller, all contributing in a five-one win. Mike,
1: yeah, yep, yeah, definitely team team win. Um, Gomer set the tone, went out, um, got after it, bulldog mentality and stuff to match it. Um, stuff's good, coming out good. Also done a nice job for us in, in different roles in the past and, and as well this year. Pitch, pitched pitched um, pitched pitched well and. um, yeah, so he handed off to Helsley. Comes in in a little bit of a um, with some traffic and and gets out of it and gets into the next inning. Then Helsley comes in, or, uh, Cabrera, Cabrera rather, and you know uh, Helsley stuff was really good. Cabrera stuff was electric. Um, a little trouble harnessing it, um, but you know got got us a couple outs. And then uh, Johnny Gant came through, similar to Helsley, same spot. Um, came in big situation. Got got a uh, bias. And then um, got into the next inning, got it, got a clean one there. And um, Andrew Miller looked good in his return for a one, two, three. um, You know, got ahead of counts uh, seventh to bring it home.
3: I got to think that's a pretty big deal too. That Andrew Miller, who had missed some time now, he missed what ten days because of a shoulder that he had to rest, and it it had been really sore. That's a very nice sign. We'll see how I guess how he's feeling after pitching, but that's that's very good.
1: Yeah, it's good to have Andrew back. Clearly, we've, um, you know, we have some, you know, we every, all hands are on deck. So having Andrew back is important. And um, he threw well. And, you know, like you me to your point, um, um, we hope he recovers well and continues to move forward.
3: The Cardinals, did they, we, we talked last week, and we'll take a break and talk about this. Well, last week we talked about the offense and what does it take to get the offense going? Well, <laughs> since after that, they went, Seven runs scored on Sunday, seven runs scored on Monday, and they more than doubled that total on Tuesday. We'll get into that with Mike Schultz. The Cardinals manager is with us. It's the Mike Schultz show on KMOX. Cardinals sweep the doubleheader. They win the first one four to two, the second one five to one. They're two and a half out in the NL Central trailing the Cubs, and they have them tonight right here on KMOX back after this. Now back to the Mike Shilds show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals KMOX. We are back on the show. The Cardinals manager is with us, Mike Schultz. I'm Tom Ackerman, and the Cardinals play tonight at 6:08 against the Cubs. The Cardinals scored seven runs on Sunday. The game that we talked about last segment, Adam Wainwright's complete game victory, seven to two over the Cleveland Indians. Then they went to Cincinnati. And they did not let up the Cardinals in the fourth. It's bases loaded for Paul D. Payoff pitch coming to the Cardinals shortstop. There go the runners. The 3-2 pitch is hit hard to center field. Backing up the center fielder to the wall. Gone. Big fly. Paul DeYoung. He hits a slammer. And the Cardinals break it open here in the fourth inning. Ricky Horton with the call right here. Cardinals won that game by the final of seven to five. And Mike Schilt, that was the first grand slam of Paul DeYoung's career. How about that?
1: Yeah, big swing by Paulie. A lot of good at bats um, during the course of that game, the other games you mentioned, and um, you know Paulie's put a nice, good swing on a ball. Had, had a really good at bat. You know, fouled off some tough pitches and. Got one he can handle and didn't miss it.
3: And then the Cardinals go absolutely nuts on Tuesday. In the first inning, Brad Miller with a two-run double. We'll talk about him in just a little bit. It's 2 nothing Cardinals. Later, Dex.
2: Gray looking in for the sign. The bases are loaded. Fowler swings, and he drives this one into right center field. That's a base hit. It's played by Castellano. The throw coming into the plate, and the Cardinals pick up two more, scoring Goldschmidt and Brad Miller on the hit by Dexter Fowler. It's 4 nothing in the first inning for the Cardinals at Great American Ballpark.
3: And then Colton Wong would drive in a couple more with a hit, and suddenly it's 6 nothing Cardinals as they are rolling against the Cincinnati Reds and KK. Had to keep himself warm, didn't he? After that offensive explosion, what a start for the Cardinals on that Tuesday,
1: Mike. Yeah, great start. Um, you know, really great approach. Um, saw the ball really well, like we've been doing, getting balls in the zone, putting good swings. Um, you know, a lot of you know big hits, a good at bats that whole inning. Um, you know, Colton being able to get those two uh, in to make it six nothing, get grab the game, set the tone for that game, and. Um, and then KK, you mentioned, you know, he was, it was a long inning and, you know, when you're the visiting pitcher, you already have to wait a little bit more. Anyway, when you come in, you need to come in, you know, after the starter on the road anyway, for the other team, but, um, yeah, he did a good job. He's keeping his legs loose. And then, um, you know, I feel like he had to probably get re, re, um, hot again, but, uh, you know, went out and, uh, pitched really well, get, get through five.
3: He did, and the Cardinals just kept putting the runs on. Miller earlier with a two run homer in the second to make it eight to nothing. He's up there again in the eighth inning. That is a high drive down the right field line, hooking, and it is off the pole. It's a big fly. It's fair. Home run. Brad Miller, his second home run of the game, a two run shot. And he now has seven RBIs in this game. Wow. And the Cardinals win the game 16-2. to That was on September 1st. And Brad Miller opened up September and just kept on hitting. He opened up the next game with a home run in the second inning. And the Cardinals just kept on going. And Brad Miller wasn't the only one. But to focus on Brad for a moment, Mike... You know, last year with the Phillies, uh, we said it when the Cardinals acquired him, he had a monster September. I think he was third most in the National League with eight home runs pacing the Phillies. So you knew you had that slugger in him, didn't you?
1: Yeah, this guy's been a a solid bat in in both leagues, really, for, for, you know, going on six years now. And and, um, just a real professional hitter and, and also real pro in the clubhouse as well, just a a great guy it has been a good addition on and off the field for us.
3: It was a huge win, 16-2. to You get those runs, and we talked about offense. you got to be patient and have to work through it, and we did that last week discussing offense. Now, you're going to have your ups and downs in this game, and in the next game at Cincinnati on that Wednesday, you had first and second, nobody out in the ninth. Yachty moved the runners over, and then Tyler and Lane just couldn't get the job done against a very good pitcher in Iglesias, Mike.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes you tip your hat. Glacius is tough. And, um, O'neil wasted double off him the day before. And, you know, both those guys went there with a good plan. And, you know, some days it's, it's um, it doesn't work out. But, uh, you know, that's the, that's the game. And, and you appreciate the, the continual preparation, the dedication these guys are doing. And, and you also appreciate the way that they've, uh, They've continued to, to, you know, they've had some big hits over the last couple of days for us, Lane and O'Neill.
3: Yes, indeed. And the Cardinals, who lost that game on a Vada walk-off, lost the next one after a day off to Hugh Darvish and the Cubs. Final was 4-1 to one there. But the Cards, as we mentioned, come alive on Saturday and sweep the doubleheader, and We've talked about uh, a number of these young players that you have that you still believe have lots of promise, and here is the aforementioned Tyler O'Neill On the stretch, here's
2: the pitch, and there's a swing and a high fly ball. That's it. to deep right field. It might go. It's a goner. An opposite field home run for Tyler O'Neal. His first home run since the 15th of August, and O'Neal... It's his fourth of the year, 3 nothing Cardinals in the second.
3: Look out if he gets hot, and Miller drove in a run in that game. Bader had an RBI, sack fly, and the Cardinals go on to win to Young. Had a home run earlier in the game. Cardinals won that second game of the doubleheader 5-1, to but nice to see Tyler go. Going back to Dexter Fowler, so he is going to be out for a little while here, Mike. We're not really sure how long, but because of a stomach ailment, the medication that he was taking really... Uh, Hurt his immunity. Let's say his immune system could have been compromised a bit. So keeping him away from any COVID nineteen situation was the best thing for him.
1: By far, yeah. Dex has been dealing with this and um, has been a really. Uh, um, he's been tough, man. He's been he's been really battling this for some period of time, and um, he's resisted trying to um, change the medication to where he's on now because of the. Uh, compromising of the immune system what it does to your system it's just a stronger um, medication that he's he's um fought like heck to avoid but things just weren't getting better for him he was in some discomfort he wasn't able to um, you know wasn't able to eat like he wanted to so his strength and was 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 compromised and just applaud how long he competed and um, how dedicated he was to staying with us and seeing if it could turn get it to turn around by other means and you know went through probably about a month really where he just um, tried to figure it out and and dealt with it and then it got just got to a point where um you know he had to do something different and and that compromised his ability to to stay with us and hopefully you know we'll see we'll see what that timeline looks like um you know we don't want to put a uh, put a stamp on it but it's not it's not going to be anytime very very soon but um hopeful for the potentially end of the season, more important
3: is make sure Dex is okay. Yeah. Meantime, moving your outfield around, you had in game two last night, in left field, O'Neill in center field, Bader, in right field, Lane Thomas. Really nice to have him back, I'm certain. And in the game before that, game one last night, how did your outfield look? Carlson in left, Bader played some center field. Uh, but you also had Lane Thomas starting in center field. So, again, the ability to play multiple positions helps you. And speaking of that, Tommy Edmond was in right field, so you've got some pieces to mix and match, don't you?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the thing. When we talked about this a lot, I mean, you know, it's it's not no shortage of, of um, which is which is great. You know, people want the opportunities as far as you know, but there's a lot of guys that are capable. is to your point, and you know. Unfortunately, Dex left, who did a really good job on the field as well. I failed to mention that Dex is having a really good season for us um offensively defensively he's always um a positive presence in the clubhouse um with the group and just a good teammate but um you know that creates more opportunities for their guys and there's still opportunities there's a lot of guys that that um have ability that that still are trying to cut their teeth to to find their way in the everyday lineup and creates them opportunities to be able to do that.
3: That's right. And so, you know, the mental toughness that's needed in this type of a season is incredibly important. Whoever walks away with the world championship this year will certainly have that. I thought about the positive tests that you went through, the injuries we just talked about, and some of the things that pop up, KK and Dex and everybody else. Uh, And I was chatting with my daughter last night. We went to go get some ice cream, and we, we were listening to the end of game one. And she said, Dad, do you think the Cardinals can win the World Series? And I said, I do think they can. I said, you know, are they the best team in baseball? It would be unfair to say that. There are a lot of good teams in baseball. So we just don't know right now. I said, but I'm telling you, they might be the toughest. And sometimes that is what it takes to win this thing. I mean, you're, you're, you're on a day-to-day basis. You just have to tough this out, don't you, Mike?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, but really, candidly, we're just going to in know, stay present. Process um, because you know it's we're in still a very uh, unique situation and, and unchartered, and and um, never you know nothing that's ever taken place. And, and the way that the group's dealing with it is just to continue to you know look down and everybody stay ready to compete and stay mentally physically ready, and but just really just try to take care of, stay present, and 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 um, do what we can today to compete and give ourselves our best chance.
3: Happy birthday, by the way, to Jordan Hicks. It's his twenty fourth birthday today. How's he coming along? What have you heard about your closer, former closer Jordan Hicks, who's uh, recovering?
1: Um, yeah, just not a not a ton. I mean, which is kind of good news. Jordan seems like he's doing well. Um, and when I say not a ton, it's because he's on a, a good trajectory and recovering well, and you know everything seems to be moving in a, in a positive direction with Jordan. So nothing outside the ordinary, which is which is great. That's good to hear.
3: Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and this is the anniversary of something that happened in baseball history that is very close to Mike Schilt, a player that uh, he certainly adores, that's for sure. Where's number eight? I'll tell you that much. Uh, The second thing is that we are going to get to our memorable play of the week sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes in the next segment. I kind of have an idea what that is, but I'll let Mike think about it, and he'll let us know what his memorable play of the week is. That's next. It's the Mike Schultz Show on KMOX at 1044. A lot of good stuff next hour, too. We'll let you know what's coming here on sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Now, back to the Mike Schultz Show on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to the show. We have Cardinals manager Mike Schild for one more segment. We appreciate it very much as he gets ready for tonight's game against the Cubs at six oh eight. Mike and the Cardinals swept the Cubs last night with a pair of victories to pull them to within two and a half of Chicago in the National League Central. Mike, on this date in nineteen ninety five, exactly twenty five years ago, September sixth, nineteen ninety five. Cal Ripken broke Lou Gehrig's Major League record for consecutive games played. 2,131 consecutive starts. A milestone that at the time and before and then and after considered will never be touched. He is a Hall of Famer. Uh, He recently battled prostate cancer. He recently celebrated his 60th birthday. And I know that he means a lot to you, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, I mean Cal that record you can say well, it won't be touched. I mean, you know, never say never, but um I don't I don't see it happening. Um I don't think anybody's within, you know, shoot nineteen hundred games of it. Right. Um, and I don't I don't know that. But um yeah, what a what a example for um just that durability, that dedication to your craft. We talked about earlier with Bueno and Yachty and the passion for the game, and Cal clearly had a Loved loves the game still, um, I would imagine, and, and just a great ambassador for the game, and a great example of showing up and, and doing your work and, and doing it well for a long time.
3: Two thousand six hundred thirty-two games ultimately is where that streak reached. That's the number two six three two for the Ironman, Cal Ripkin Jr. I remember where I was. I was in college at Indiana University in my room, and a bunch of us gathered around a little TV, and we watched ESPN. And to this day, it's still one of the network's top-rated games ever. And I remember thinking at the time, you know, baseball's back. and Because we went through a very difficult 1994, and with 95, that being the year, and I know that 98, the home run race, gets a lot of credit for bringing baseball back, but I really felt like that moment uh, my feelings as a baseball fan were back to 100%. Yeah, I don't
1: think there's any question it brought the game back. Um, it's just everything that's right about the game, that, that streak. And it was just, you know, real magic, that, that, whole, that whole game and the ceremony and him going around the stadium. And it's just what's really good about the game of baseball.
3: Yep, he took a lap around the stadium, and what a moment. 25 years ago today, Cal Ripken Jr. breaking Lou Gehrig's amazing record, and 2,131 is now 2,632. Mike, a player on your team, you have a lot of players like that. You mentioned Wayno and, and Yachty. You know, a player that I think of all the time that is just a classic, that years from now he'll be appreciated even more than he is today. For showing up and doing the work and getting the job done. And that's Paul Goldschmidt. What a player he is. And what a season he's having. And he's hitting 323. I don't know what's uh, to come for him in terms of individual awards, but a batting title is not out of the question the way that he's playing. He is having some year.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's you know, great. Same vibe as Cal. I mean, very, um, very dedicated to their craft, smart, tough, physically, mentally, clearly talented. Um, yeah, you know, this is this is one really good 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 baseball player across the board. Tremendous teammate, very team first, dedicated guy, um, and just a, just a high character of guys you'll want to meet.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I really enjoy being around him and watching him play. That is for sure. The, the look of this team right now, with all the pieces moving in and out. I wanted to highlight a couple of the transactions you had to make. Here comes uh, Matt Wieters back into the fold, and Andrew Kisner had to be uh, sent to your extended or your uh, your training, which is going on in Springfield. Uh, having Matt Wieters back is something I know you appreciate, having a veteran like that, where Kiz was playing well. I mean, you you got a nice uh, depth situation at catcher.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got um, Yachty, clearly, and then Weedy as a, um, similar to Goldie, just a good player, but, but um, accepts the role that he is, team first guy, super smart baseball guy, sees the game well, um, but also has the ability to communicate it, wants to communicate it. He's one of these guys that helps grow other people and and, and, and has got some tremendous residual value. Um, he took advantage of his opportunities, played pretty well when he got them. You know, coming back and Weedy coming back, you know, it kind of makes him the odd man out, but, um, you know, did his part and we'll stay ready on our taxi squad currently and, and we'll go from there.
3: To get to some pitching death, Nabil Crismat was added to the roster as the 29th man. Uh, what have you seen from him a little bit? I got to see him pitch a little bit, was impressed.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's back on the taxi squad, you know, 29th man for doubleheader, right. so he's not on the roster today, but yeah, a guy that looks like a pitch maker and. It competes and goes about the business the right way.
3: And that's uh, the move yesterday that you made with Kwon and Kim going on the I.L. And Miller comes back. Chris Matt was added as a 29th man for that double header, And then you didn't make any moves at the trade deadline for the second consecutive year. But you're four and two since that moment. You're also four and two since Wayna went the distance. But what does that say about your club as you move forward with your group?
1: like our team, you know, That's say it all the time. We like our group and, um, you know, ultimately the trades and uh, the front offices, that's their, that's, that's their um, responsibility and, and Mo's really good at it. And um, you manage a club that we have and I love the club that we have.
3: The memorable play of the week sponsored by Dolan Memory Care Homes. If you have a loved one with dementia that needs a safe place to live, contact Dolan Memory Care Homes. They have no more than 11 residents per household. Visit DolanCare.com. Mike, what is your memorable play of the week?
1: Uh, I don't know a sick play. It's just, you know, Wayno's effort last, last Sunday, and, you know, the cumulative effort of the complete game.
3: We're going to close with that, and we appreciate you very much. Thank you for the time and the visit, and good luck tonight against the Cubs.
1: Thanks, I'll Have a blessed
3: day. Here's the play right here. Here's a
1: long fly ball into left field. That's going to do it. If uh, the Cardinal left fielder can get there, and he does, on the move, uh, Carlson makes the catch. And how about Adam Wainwright? What a job. What a job. A great game. is 24th biggest league game. And uh, there's our boy Fred Bird. He's waving that uh, victory
3: flag. (laughs) Mike Shannon with that call. Coming up at 11.05 after the news, Hall of Famer Dan Deardorff, John Moselock at 11.30, Ron
0: Jacober at 11.45 on KMOX. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?